May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. This is a beautiful uh, story in Scripture uh, where Jesus heals uh, a woman who is uh, bent over, bent uh, double, and uh, does so on a Sabbath in a synagogue. And uh, as we read the story, there are, I hope, lots of questions going around in your mind because that's uh, part of what the Word of God does. It, uh, it makes us ask questions and makes us think and uh, go back to the Lord uh, in prayer and wanting to, to know more about it. There are at least uh, sort of three questions, I think, which are, are really big ones in this uh, passage, which uh, I just want to to mention um, because I I think they're really important. Firstly, as with any passage in Scripture which deals with healing, there is, of course, uh, a question uh, which arises which says, you know, how come is it that there is so much healing in the ministry of Jesus? So many people uh, are restored uh, uh, physically but also spiritually, mentally, emotionally that uh, uh, how is that such a big part of the story of Jesus? And yet, if you've ever prayed for somebody who was in need of healing, it can be really difficult to appear to find those prayers not answered. There's also uh, in this uh, passage uh, uh, at least a hint of, uh, um, uh, of a link between illness and disease and the powers of evil. Uh, Jesus says, doesn't he, Uh, a daughter of Abraham whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years. That's another really big question, isn't it? Are people who are ill somehow suffering as a result of uh, of evil in their lives? That's That's a really big question. And then there's also the whole question of what does it mean to keep the Sabbath? And uh, these are these are really big questions. And uh, I mention them because I think Scripture should make us ask and make us scratch our heads and make us think and go on more. Um, But I mention them because we're not going to look at them this morning, okay? (laughs) If somebody wants to come and talk to me, I'm always looking for an opportunity and a nice excuse to go and have a cup of coffee somewhere. So we're going to have a nice cup of coffee somewhere and we'll try and go through those together, okay? I'm not saying there are any easy answers, but I'll be delighted to talk with uh, you further. So I'm just saying those are big questions and they're out there. And if you want to pursue them, please come and talk to me. Got my diary and um, we can can arrange that. Here and now, in these few minutes that we've got together, I want, rather than looking at those things, I want to think very simply about the effect of Jesus on this woman's life. What happens to her after this encounter with Jesus. And I want to think about it particularly under this idea, this this picture which we get from, actually from the Old Testament, from uh, the Hebrew Scriptures, and we, we glimpsed it in that psalm. This idea that God lifts up our head. He lifts up our head. Think about this woman. She is bent over. She can only see down. 
Her view is filled with what is on the floor. Imagine what that must be like. Imagine walking down the Stratford Road and all you can see is the floor. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes when you're walking down the Stratford Road, you need to look at the floor to make sure what you, what you are and aren't standing in. But if that's all you can see, if that's all you can see, imagine being in a crowd and all you can see are other people's feet. Imagine how vulnerable she must have been. How difficult it would have been for her to care for herself, let alone for other people. Her view, her world is filled with what is on the floor. And in this encounter, we see Jesus doing some really simple things. We mentioned this last week in the call, of, we're thinking about the call of Levi. Luke is very clear. Jesus sees her. When Jesus saw her, it's perfectly possible that she can't see him. Jesus sees her, calls her forward, and speaks. He sees, he calls, he speaks, and then he touches and suddenly, this woman's life is changed because he lifts up her head. And suddenly, imagine all the things that she can see. She can see faces. She can see the sky, the sun, stars at night. Suddenly, she can see what everybody else can see. She can see beauty in the world. She can see perspective. She can see where she is in relation to everybody else. Perhaps first and foremost, she can see the face of Jesus. And she praises God. Jesus lifts up her head and suddenly her life is changed. Friends, can I ask you today, what are you looking at? Sometimes you have to look down, don't you? If we were living in the Ukraine at the moment, we would be looking down, surrounded by the details of survival. And of course, as we've been reminded in recent weeks, it is not just Ukraine. Terrible, terrible though that is, it's also Yemen and Syria and Afghanistan and many other countries where people's daily struggle to survive is real and potent. And of course, there are times when you have to look down and concentrate very, very hard. And that doesn't just mean, of course, living in a war zone. You may be in the midst of something which is forcing you to look down. Illness, grief, tragedy, work or the lack of it, what's going on in school or education, house, debt, money, 
family, friendships, broken relationships, all these things force us to look down. It's easy to look down, isn't it, and keep looking down. And maybe, as we think about the presence of evil, maybe the forces of evil are actually quite happy if we're looking down. If you know the musical Les Miserables, which is, uh, you know, been very popular over recent years, it starts with a song. And the song is all about look down. It's saying to these prisoners, look down. You are standing in your grave. They don't want people to look up. They don't want people to consider their own freedom. They want them to look down and be broken and despair because then they can be controlled. Jesus sees, calls, speaks, touches. And maybe this morning, Jesus wants to do those things for you, to see you. Again, as we thought about last week, this idea of being seen and noticed. Somebody seeing us, noticing us, understanding us, calling us. Imagine hearing Jesus say your name. Won't that be wonderful when we hear that finally? He says our name. And we are healed. As I'm sure you know, in Scripture, the word for healed and the word for saved are the same word. To be healed, to be saved, to be touched, to be forgiven, to be restored, to find out that we are loved that the Father is in Jesus running down the road to wrap us in his love, to say that we are his and we can come home. We belong with him. And his voice to us is the voice of truth, not what others might say, not what society might say, not even what we might say. It is his voice that is truth that we are created in his image, that we are beautiful and we are loved and we are forgiven and we matter. We are seen, we are noticed, we are saved, we are healed, we are loved. And suddenly we see that we belong. We belong in a bigger perspective. We belong in the purposes of God. The purposes which began in creation, which go through the people of Israel, which reach their moment in Jesus, in his life, death and resurrection, and now explode out across time and history to gather together his people, empowered by the Spirit, prepared to be his bride, the church, that one day we will be received into glory. That's where we belong. He lifts up our head and we begin to see who we are in him. 
and suddenly life begins to make sense. So just as Jesus did for this woman, I ask this morning, might Jesus be in the business of doing that for you? Sometimes there are very, very good reasons for looking down. If you are in the midst of one of those seasons, then may you know that God is with you. But maybe if you're in one of those seasons, then what God really wants to do is to lift your head so that you can know that you are noticed, that you are called, that you are saved and healed and loved and that you belong to him. And when you lift your head, you can begin to hope. Hope and know that he is who he says he is. And because of that, we are safe. Amen.